Welcome to the GPS Training Podcast, the monthly podcast keeping you up to date with everything in the world of outdoor GPS navigation. Welcome to this month's GPS Training Podcast. It's our 57th episode. This month, I'm again joined by Ian and my co-host, our South of England trainer. So welcome, Ian, to this month's GPS Training Podcast. Hello, John, and good morning. It's an early one. It's an early one, yes. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. It's actually sunny in the south today as well. Absolutely <laughs> scorching here, Ian. It's absolutely oh, really? sweltering here. We're up to 18 <laughs> degrees, you know, at the moment. Really? So, uh, hey, we might even top the 20, I think, over the next you few days. What? It's rained constantly for about, I think, five days in the south. It's just... Well, at the moment in the north, Ian, all our grass is burning off because we're in a drought, really? grouch, a drought stage we are, you know. Really? So it's phenomenal. Phenomenal. I'm sure, I'm sure it'll rain at some point. I'm sure it will rain. <laughs> when I'm walking home in my T-shirt this evening, more than likely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, have you been up to much, Ian? Have you been, we've, we've had a few courses and we've got a busy month have, ahead, haven't we, in we July? Have, it's just yeah, phenomenal, yeah, really. Yeah, say they're, they're sort of like... Um, so we had new forest course a couple of weeks ago, which was really good. Lovely weather. I mean, it really it was on that really lovely weekend. So that that it was nice for me to do a course when it wasn't wet. Uh-huh. Um, be warned, anyone coming to Northamptonshire next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we say we've got the Northampton courses next week. Yeah, um, you've done courses, so yeah. yeah. And then we've got Peak District, South Downs, as you rightly say, and then we've got one in Northumberland. So we're literally all yeah. around the country in we the coming months. Yes. And then we've also yeah. got three webinars thrown in as well. So we've got Expedition Two webinars, Base Camp webinars, and GPX Masterclass webinars. So uh, a busy July ahead before yes. it all calms down for the summer months. <laughs> in your dream uh, <laughs> so without further ado let's get on with this month's podcast in this month's podcast we do a quick update on the 2021 os map card from garmin we talk a little bit about the spine race well done to all our customers who have taken part in this event and then after ian in last month's podcast sung the praise of the os app um they've managed to undo all the good work they have done and yet more units have been discontinued by Garmin. So we look at the year that's been to date where a number of their older units have been discontinued and uh, some of the reasons for that. A little bit about stock availability. Sorry, it's a bit of a recurring theme, but a quick update on the current stock issues as we're trying to get GPS units into the country. And then we have Ask Ian, the questions that you've been asking Ian over the past month. The first thing on this month's GPS Training Podcast is a look at the recent update of the Garmin 1-50 to card. So last month, Ian, we discussed the update of the 1-25,000 card, which was long-awaited. Yes, very long-awaited. <laughs> yeah, it's we, here, though. It's here, yeah. So uh, we originally thought it was going to be January, and it, then it was yeah. Easter, and then it kind of came out in June time. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it was all there. And then more recently, in the last few weeks, uh, we've had the update of the 150,000 map card, which I think is a, a year early in, because it was a 2018 version before, um, and um, I thought that it would be next year uh, before that's updated. I, but the, I, I, go on. I think, John, I just think, John, that Garmin were trying to preempt you and me moaning about it <laughs> by the delay. That's what I reckon. <laughs> I never thought of that, actually. They thought, I'll teach those two a, a yeah, lesson on that podcast, you know. <laughs> Criticising Garmin, we'll bring it a year early and see yeah. if they, uh, they uh, give us some credit for it. Yes. Well done, Garmin. There you are. You'll yes. never hear us say that again, will you? Yes. <laughs> 
So people don't know, OS release a quarter of the country every year as a map update. So Garmin traditionally update their map cards every year. And the 125,000 was due this year. We thought the 150,000 was due next year, but they brought a version 2 out. To be honest, not an awful lot changes in these. I know the compatibility issue with some units is what we've been waiting for for the 125,000 map card. But on, 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 on the 150,000, not an awful lot changes on these map updates really, do they? Um, I think, it, I mean, I, I get asked on the course about updating map cards. And as I say to the customers who come on courses, um, I think you'd be very unlucky to actually see a change. I mean, I know changes do happen around the countryside, but, you know, the chances of you being in the... I'm, I'm sure now someone's going to contact us and say, oh, I was in so-and-so and the and the map have changed. But I think you've got to be pretty unlucky to um, to be in a place in the country where there's actually been an update of a rerouting of a footpath or mm -hmm. something. Um, I think the only thing that... Know, God, I'm saying, the only thing I think is not long-distance trails. If there's been a new long-distance yeah. trail... It yeah. will we'll take that that next map update, but then yeah. would we not be overlaying a GPX file on the long distance well, trail anyway? Wouldn't we? Absolutely. Like it, so. I mean, I know obviously road systems will will get updated, mm -hmm. won't they? Um, and as you know and I know, on long distance walks or many walks, there are forever continuing land disputes with between walkers and farmers and and what have you. Um, did you see they're going to pay farmers now? They're going to pay actually, farmers, are they? They're going to pay farmers. To put, I saw this in the news today. They're going to pay farmers to keep footpaths better maintained or give people like walkers access to their land. I mean, that's just madness, isn't it? Well, as a farmer, a former shepherd, you know, I think that's a cracking idea. But, actually, but yeah, Trump's though that farmers they'll just moan about something else, then, <sighs> won't they? A <laughs> parent company being shepherds walking. We're going to be careful criticizing farmers uh, on the podcast, you know, because <laughs> actually farmers are the. Uh, yeah, oh, no. I, they're the it, lifeblood of Northumberland. But farmers, <laughs> farmers do get paid to have another you know, telegraph poles and the electricity yeah, poles in their yeah. fields, so they do yeah. get that. And I suspect post Brexit, we're looking at ways of giving farmers subsidies, um, and and this is maybe a good one because actually what you're doing is you're paying them to encourage people to utilise their land. Hopefully, um, be, the footpaths be better yeah. maintained as well, won't they? Which, as you know, on in some parts, um, I mean, when we ran courses in the Cotswolds. Um, the footpaths just were all, you know, just didn't just didn't exist really. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I think it's a very good because I think it's actually far better to pay farmers to look after footpaths and to leave fields fallow. That was not yes. good. Well, I know there's yeah. wildlife benefits and this kind of thing, but yeah. I think it's a, it's quite. If I, if I convince you, in that's a good task. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> 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 one nil <laughs> so I think yeah I think it's a good thing but as yeah. we say going back to the, pay, the the map issue not an awful lot changes no, I, I don't think you're going to notice are you really I, I always say to people you know like, it's it's like saying you're going to you're going to the Lake District you know you've not been there for five years so you, the first thing you do is oh, I'm going to go and buy a new ordnance survey map you don't you go with your ordnance yeah. survey map that's ten yeah. years old don't you absolutely yeah, so, yeah. Uh, and yeah. I know on, on my GPS unit no I've not even got I've got previous no I, ordnance survey maps on my gps unit and, and i walk quite extensive I've never come across a location you know mine will be the eight-year-old map card and yeah. i've never come yeah. across a footpath and gone this is not on my ordnance survey map yeah. um yeah. and i say i've walked quite extensively so um yeah people some people are rightly are, are, are wanting to update it but i think more people have seen it as an opportunity i'll buy my new unit now with a new yes. map card because i'm at the start of that cycle and yes, i can exactly. understand yeah. that process yeah there. yeah, yeah. 
So, um, if you want to buy a standalone map card, please just go to our website and uh, you'll see it under um, GPS store at the top and then maps um, under the subheading. Or alternatively, if you do buy from our website, you'll see there's a drop-down menu. So if you buy a unit from our website, you'll see there's a drop-down menu and you can select what type of Ordnance Survey map you want to buy with your GPS unit. The next thing on this month's GPS training podcast is a look back at the spine race. Well done to all our customers who have taken part in this event. If people don't know, the Montaigne Spine Race is widely regarded as one of the world's toughest endurance races. There's both the summer and winter events, and the summer event started on Saturday the 19th of June. It's a truly epic challenge that tests the physical resilience and mental fortitude, racing non-stop along the Pennine Way, which is a mere 268 miles in its entirety. Uh, there's also shorter races, and if you listen to pad, po- past podcasts, we've had a number of competitors and, and safety office and things on the podcast. So it really does test uh, a lot of the customers. And again, we've had a lot of our customers you now buying GPS units and, and getting grips with them for the spine race. Um, have you have you seen any of this on social media, Ian, or on YouTube? Have you followed any was, of it or not? I, 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 well, I say I, not this. I mean, I mean, I was aware it was happening over the last sort of like few, you know, few weeks. I could remember when it was, but I still go, I still go back to um, your friend Paul, Paul Freeman. Paul. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, Paul. Yeah. A the the very inspiring podcast he did with you, mm-hmm. and I thought it was truly inspiring and. You know, you say, oh, it's 268 miles and da 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 da. But it's not until you actually listen to someone who's actually achieved it. Yes. Just what it's all about, I think. I think that it's just extraordinary. And I still also have memories of <laughs> of him when he did a recce with his active 20. And I and you got me to speak to him one night. It's like virtually hanging out the window of where he was staying for the night, trying to get a phone signal because he had problems with it. It was... <laughs> And I think for me, when we've been following a number of participants and I've spoken to a number on the phone, that's the big difference to people who succeed and don't, is actually, you know, Paul went and wrecked it and he understood yeah. what he was doing. He knew the route because yeah. actually he yeah. knew he'd be chronically fatigued at sections of yeah, it and he needed sure. to kind of just be an autopilot. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that, that navigation just had to be like an autopilot because yeah. he can't keep stopping yeah. every few hundred yards to get his map out because he would never get the... Uh, the thing done so yeah, um, yeah. It's, nah, it's, it's, if people have not looked you need to just just google the spine race and and look at them on social media some really really good videos very very inspirational and again they, they just literally walk and run it in in one yeah. go uh, which is uh-huh. true but uh-huh. why i brought it into the podcast is um it, what happens with a spine race we get quite involved with it because a lot of people they have to carry a, a gps unit to, to take place in the spine race they have to have a gps unit and as they start or they do their pre-checks, uh, they're asked one thing. So I thought I'm going to ask Ian to tell everybody what, how they achieve this thing. So all they have to know with their GPS unit is how they can find out their current location. So they need to be able to give a grid reference. I suppose if something goes wrong, they need to be able to say, this is where I am. And a couple of the people who bought it, you know, we have a, 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 I'd say a large number of people, were literally ringing up the week before going, this is, I've read one, well, I need to be able to show that I can do this, which is how do I show my current location or find out my current location on my GPS unit? So I thought, who better to tell everybody how to do it? Ian. So ask, ask Ian. Ask Ian. <laughs> Part it's one. an early one, John. It's an early it one. It is. <laughs> so, uh, Ian, how do you find your current location on a, let's, a, a GPS? You know, we do Garmin and SatMap, shouldn't we, really? So, like Garmin, first of all, Ian. Yeah, 
so basically um there are quite a few ways as as well you know john and i know uh we've got the satellite page and um you can well for the uh touch screens uh you can access it various ways but it's a little icon that says satellite for um for the 66 series or the 65 series or any of the buttons uh, you can add it to the ribbon so the so you can and on the satellite page it gives you your current grid reference the accuracy of the gps uh, altitude number of satellites and all the rest of it so that's the um that's the easiest way one easy way to do it um other ways if uh, you've all got uh, everyone's got either on touch screens or the buttons a mark button so you could, if you press that, that'll give you a uh, your current location. And that's you're marking a waypoint, isn't it? So you're actually it's marking a, a waypoint absolutely. of your so current location. Yeah. So that's yeah. quite a nice way of marking, because then you're recording it as well, aren't you? Yes. So actually, if something yes. happens, you can go back and say, this is where I, this is this where is I where was. Really. So absolutely. Say, mark a waypoint or the mark button, as you rightly say, on the button GPS units. Or another way um, is that you can set up a data field on one of your screens so map trip computer or compass screen and it's so there are two john in the so in the data field selection you've got two you've either got it either gives you the lack long uh option or under, right underneath it says location um in brackets user defined so if you use the user defined then because if your gps is set to because you're in the uh in the uk um, ordnance survey British grid then um, that is what so it will automatically know that is your user defined um, location so it will always show that um, in one of the data fields Brilliant. so that's probably in some ways you know if if, if you need and, it, and it's interesting so um, I know at some point you're going to talk to this uh, a, a guy who was on my recent course uh, Simon, who is rowing across the Atlantic, but that was one of his questions. Um, so he wanted to know the easiest way to forever having his location on on his GPS. Um, so I said to him, rather than me pressing this button and that button, and how do I mark it, and then go deactivate something, just setting up a data field sorts everything out because it's constantly there isn't it mm -hmm. and constantly changing so that's probably the easiest way so on the garmin we've got the satellite page will give you the uh, grid reference at the top you yep. can create a waypoint in your current location yep. or alternatively on your trip computer page let's change one of those data fields to a grid reference on so, a sat map ian what could we do on this how do we find a grid reference on a sat map so again there's the satellite screen and um there is the um uh option of well there it displays the grid reference and i think that on the sat map on the active 20 that's about the easiest way to to do it i mean there are there's a there are one or two other there is another way but i think the easiest way is just looking at the satellite page and on i think the, you're right there because on the sat map you kind of scroll through your pages and that your satellite page is one of them so you, you naturally see it, every, it a lot more don't you really absolutely yeah i mean it's it, it's what they call like a, the primary screen um it's a primary screen the satellite page and so it will always be there you can't do anything but have it so um, as long as you're not in light mode ian isn't it? this is the latest thing where you can change your gps oh, yes. signal. 
<laughs> which is one of their recent updates, which is totally confusing yes. a lot of people because they can't find the satellite page in here because you lose yeah. it when you go into this light mode. But, uh, yes. That's brilliant. So that's how we can find your grid reference. So I thought that would kind of, yeah, that would come in to um, help a lot of people out who are just even out walking. So that's how we can find our grid reference on each of those GPS units. So going back to the Spine Race, if anyone wants to find out more about the Spine Race, please just go to their website, which is thespinerace.com. The next thing on this month's GPS Training Podcast is recent updates with the OS map. After Ian sung the praise of the OS map in the recent podcast, in their wisdom, OS have managed to undo any good work that I've done over the last few weeks. So Ian, what have they done? <laughs> <laughs> Wasted a lot of my life all thinking that I've gone mad. So, back in March when we, because we did, I think it was March, I can't remember when it was, anyway, whenever we talked about um, uh Sort of like yeah. different apps uh, that you can use and importing GPX files and all the rest of it. So up until then, uh, you could off off your uh, phone or tablet, uh, if you have the OS full subscription, um, you could plan a route and then you could export the GPX file. And if you're lucky enough then to have a Montana 700 series, 66 or 65 series, uh, you could then sync it uh, via the Garmin Explore app uh, to your GPS. And it worked, John, to be honest with you, it was brilliant. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really was brilliant because, you know, you, you, you didn't even have to think about all these other, you, you, as we've discussed in the past, the Garmin, the maps on the Garmin Explore app aren't great. Um, but you could sit down with the iPad, plan a walk on a proper OS map, one to twenty-five thousand, send it to your GPS, and off you go. And then I was going out for a walk uh, with my wife Carol. We were down in the New Forest. I'm thinking it's not in the route, so I've planned this walk, sent it to the GPS, and it's not. It, within a week, they did three app updates, and it suddenly I, I couldn't find it in the route folder of my GPS. I'm thinking why and for some reason it had been sent um so as it was exported the root gpx file as it gets exported out of their app it gets converted to a track okay so when it arrives in the garmin explore app it's not then shown as a route it's shown as a track okay and i'm thinking you know so, so i'm 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 thinking that this is absolutely mad so something that worked absolutely perfectly and the reason why i think i feel quite strongly about this because i know a lot of people out in the uk and a lot of your our customers have this os app mm -hmm. and literally within a week of three app updates some bright spark down wherever they do their app development has totally and utterly trashed the the exporting the GPX file. And you're thinking, oh, <laughs> what I was actually thinking was, I think the, the Ordnance Survey and Garmin UK can only be about two miles apart mm -hmm. in Southampton. I mean, they are so, so, so close. And you think it's clearly the, this, this, this way of trashing things that work is clearly catching if you live in Southampton or work in Southampton. Um, and and anyway, so after a long set of emails with the OS, they have finally, well, firstly, they ignored me. Um, and I thought, well, this isn't good enough because, you know, an app that people pay for uh, wasn't working properly. And then eventually, having found someone who was going to start kindly looking at it, 
um, they have got, and so I tried it, you see, so I tried it then, John, with the Walk Highlands website, mm -hmm. and then I tried it with, um, I've also got on uh, my iPad uh, memory map. So I'm thinking, is it me? Is it is it the Garmin Explore app, which I felt was a reasonable thing for us to, to, to think about, that bearing in mind how good Garmin are at messing things up. Sorry. Um, <laughs> we were nice to them about their, their maps. Um, anyway, uh, but no, it, so Memory Map and Walk Islands just exported as a route through the Garmin Explore app. Um, so it, so I thought, well, it's got to be the OS app. And I did find someone in OS who has tried it and said, yeah, we have a problem. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So they're admitting it's a problem or it wasn't a management decision to export everything as tracks. And they, 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 someone somewhere in those in a week. So the OS app. Um, mobile app got three updates in a mm -hmm. week and then through one of those updates that got changed and the reply from OS was well we know we've got a problem but we don't know when we're going to fix it mm -hmm. you see I wonder when you when you started talking about it, I wonder I thought I wonder if it was a management decision because now a lot of people are using GPS watches which are courses which is really a track isn't it and I wonder if yeah. therefore people somebody within OS development that actually this is the way a lot of people are using it now. So actually, let's mm. just convert everything to a course. There's no reason why I, I don't know that 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 would be my potential thinking on it. But the handheld users really are using the OS map a lot more, aren't they? So you would have thought oh, they would have you would have thought they would have kept it as it was. But then the way round it. So if anyone goes away and says, "Oh, you know, please don't contact us. Don't worry about contacting the OS." Because the way around it is that if you use the web-based version of your OS account, then it exports itself as a root. So, so there is a way around it. So, but then um, would you not just be using Garmin Basecamp at that point? If you're going on the main thing about this app is you're using it on a tablet or a mobile phone, isn't but, it? Really? But then you can still access your so through your through the through your account or your web-based account you st can still access the ordnance survey maps okay right yeah yeah so mm -hmm. so you can still so you can still plan a walk off your tablet on the web-based version mm -hmm. and export it that way and it will export to the garmin explore app as a route mm -hmm. it is literally but yeah i mean <laughs> it's a bit of a it's a bit of a crazy way around when the whole you know that they're saying you know have your app on all that you know our app on all these devices think da, 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 and then it doesn't work um well the os os app the days are numbered ian when the uh, gps training route planning app comes along you well, see so uh, uh, yeah absolutely <laughs> i'm well, going yes that's good news isn't it they're managing well, to wreck their own app wait till hour comes along you know and they can, so when can so, plan for so it's do you quite soon, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's going to be summertime. So I think it will be. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be July or August. Uh, I'll right. chase up my developer now. He's having to rewrite Absolutely. a lot, a lot of code now. So I'm going to go with the thing. Why, why OS are on the slide? We could just yeah. slide into the marketplace Absolutely, and go yeah. look at us. Yeah, you see, this is it. I, I mean, I did as a, as a matter of courtesy. I just did say to the OS, look, you know, I'm going to talk about this on our next podcast because, and they said their reply was. Yes, we know we will, we need to get it sorted. So hopefully. Oh, Ian, I hope you're not threatening people by saying, I'll say, mention you on no, the podcast. Oh, you don't know who I am. Grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Grumpy Ian off the GPS training podcast. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's never happened before. <laughs> 
know. I mean, it is. It's a bit of a shame, actually. Well, I mean, not not a shame because of what you're do, you're doing, but it is a shame for yeah. for any for any people who have invested in this OS app because at the end of the day, um, it's a it's something that just doesn't that should work that doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, minutes. totally. Yeah. So, and it seems an awful shame because, yeah, as you rightly say, you know, when something's been working well, it, nothing more frustrating yeah. when it stops working. You know, it's not as if it needed to be changed for any no, reason. It was no, working no, perfectly and, well. And and I think the thing is that that I I'm staggered. I, I mean, probably say two years ago, I'm, you know, there was the odd customer or two that used to come on courses that said, "Oh, what do I do? I've got the OS app," but it seems it 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 is a very popular kind of app now uh -huh. um to and you know which is why quite a few months ago um we we decided just to put you know just a couple of videos in the online resource isn't uh -huh. it just so that people can use the os their os account um and, and as i say it, it's it's just it's it's a shame yeah. hey, hey okay so fingers crossed we'll keep you updated this yes. might be another ongoing saga that we keep discussing the yes. podcast and hopefully we'll get it sorted yes. the next thing on this month's gps training podcast is the end of the road for the garmin oregon 750 so it's been a bit of a um interesting year um from garmin so we've lost a number of gps units we've lost the E-Trex Touch 25, we still have the E-Trex Touch 35, we've lost the GPS Map 64SX and the 66ST, Montana 610, 680, 680T has gone. And then this last month, um, we lost the Oregon, well, the, we've already lost the Oregon 750T and now we've lost the yeah. Oregon 750, which was never our best-selling GPS unit, but we kind of now we're kind of, I can't believe how we've now, we've just got that one Oregon 700 gps unity and it's it's been a bit of a shame really i think 750 has been with us a number of years and it's a shame it's not been replaced it's just been discontinued so yeah i suppose garmin had to do something because we've got all these new units we've had the 65s we've had the um well the 65 65s we've had the new montana 700 700i 750i so i suppose they're just whittling themselves down but uh it'd be quite sad Ian, not to have the oregon 750 um on our on our shelves anymore I think the other thing, John, is is that you know it just leaves what the seven, the Montana seven fifty with a camera now, yeah, doesn't yeah. it? And I know that they're not. You, I mean, and the thing was that the seven fifty, the Oregon seven fifty, did take good photos. Mm -hmm. And I think the real shame is is that um, it was. I think before, I think it was probably just so when I was still so when I was working for GPS training with Peter Judd and Pete Davis. So before your time, I did a I did a day's one to one course with a guy up in Hampstead who was a travel writer, mm -hmm. and he was updating. Really, really nice bloke. Really nice bloke, and he was going back to Greece to rewrite a uh, walking guidebook, and he had the Oregon Seven Fifty, and he thought it fantastic that, as well as obviously it being a GPS, that when he updated his book. He could take photographs of of features and buildings or whatever on his Oregon 750, mm -hmm. and it obviously created a waypoint of mm -hmm. of these particular features. And you know, I just think it's a it's a shame, really. Yeah, it's it because yeah, I, I walked yeah. for many years with an Oregon 750, and, and for about three or four years, I actually rode to walk every month for the local paper. And uh, oh, I used I, to, I used to just um, take the pictures on on. 
they're already exactly, selling 50. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so yeah. funny, really, because I know paper quality is not the best. I'm not going to say it's in a glossy magazine, but a number of people used to come and say, well, they're great pictures, those, John, and your... And yeah. what you take them yeah. on? Think I'm going to say some Olympus expensive camera. Oh, no, I'll just take them yeah. on my GPS unit. <laughs> and uh, they were going to go, okay, <laughs> get into that conversation. Yeah. And Because yeah. uh, I used yeah. to just, yeah, walk them and take the pictures. And um, But mm. if it took enough pictures, I usually could find one that was half decent that they could, uh, they could put in. And a number of them ended up... Um, like literally on full page pictures uh, to promote the walk and uh, yeah it's, it's it's a shame and I'm just thinking back you know in the there was a 62 that had a um, a GPS map 62s had a camera as well going back to the early days wasn't there there was a a button GPS unit with a camera we didn't see no. many of them uh, oh it was 60 no. there was one in the early days a button GPS unit with a camera then there was a touchscreen with a camera um, and then there was the oh. larger screen one as well um, so there was there used to be three and now we're just down to one which is the, the Montana 750 mm, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. so I kind of think I understand why Garmin are doing it you know, they're bringing new units out and they've got to stop other mm. ones but it would have been quite nice to see a, a, an update for that unit rather than just uh, just then that's the end of the road for it well and as I emailed you yesterday John if you go to the Garmin UK page you can't like Oregon's on even on their main sort of like website. Yeah, they are still there though. I had a, I had a quick look yeah, after you said sure. that. They are still yeah, where you find yeah. them and, and they're still there as a as a product. But yeah. again, um, the dominance of the Oregon has kind of kind of gone, hasn't it? It's you a know, good it's, rumor. It's, it's, it's um, a good rumor, John. I don't know. Are they developing yeah. something else. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I really wish I really wish we we knew if there was something else around the corner because again it's I think it's ready for an update. Well, um, and I, yeah. I would love to see a multi-band no touchscreen GPS unit, no potentially with the in-reach technology. I think it would yeah. absolutely take the world by storm. Yeah. Um, and but, yeah, and as we were saying when they brought out the Montana 700 series last year, you know, surely the the most logical step would be for them. Um, and I'm sure that there are lots of reasons why they can't just to shrink it down to the size of the Oregon and just think of, you know, I mean, just think, think of that like a, a smaller Montana, like Oregon as an Oregon. Mm-hmm. I mean, as, as you say, with all the other bits and pieces on it would be, um, I've got a great, cunning planning you know, on, on Tuesday next week. I'm actually mm-hmm. down at the OTS, which is the outdoor trade show. So I'll be meeting right, Garmin yeah. so I could take them out, ply them full of drink. Yeah. And find out what's going on. Um, actually, I could Absolutely. take my little recorder. We could record something for the podcast yes. when they're drunk and <laughs> get exclusive for our customers of all the things that they're planning. You see, so uh, yeah, quite interesting. I, I, I usually get quite a good update to the OTS of yeah. what's what's around the corner. Yes. So uh, fingers yeah. crossed, we know what happens. So There's, again, if you, uh, go on. I'm sure something's around the corner for them to take the Oregon off off the main for sale page yeah. of their web. Something's surely got to be. Yeah. Time will tell. Going on, isn't it? Time will tell. Will do. So then, um, let's say the Oregon 700 is still there for sale, um, but again, um, so Oregon 750 is now being discontinued. Next thing on this month's GPS training podcast is stock availability. I know it's a bit of a recurring theme, but it's just a quick update on some of the stock issues. So, as of normal, we have very rarely have Garmin GPS Map 66 SRs in stock. Uh, they literally come in and out of stock um, on a on a daily, well, not daily, basically come in and then usually sold out within a day. Um, and then the Montana 700i is currently out of stock as well. And and it's quite interesting that um, just the 66 SR, we're, we're being given the middle of this month as an expected delivery date. I know Garmin are actually saying five to eight weeks. So they're kind of saying the end of July, um, they're going to get that back in stock. Um, I think I've said in the 
past on the podcast, they say it's a shortage of chips. They do. This is the uh, the usual uh, scenario. COVID. COVID, COVID, COVID shortage of chips. So I, when they say that, I always say, uh, can you clarify then when we have a shortage of Montana 700 bike mines and land yards? Do we make those out of chips? Do they? And they're going to go, <laughs> okay, valid point, John. Yeah. <laughs> ever given. That's the ever given, John. Ever given. Container you know. problem. Uh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So what I thought to say is, it's quickly to say in the podcast is, you no, know, if people are waiting for these GPS units, there's a number of ways you can make sure that you get one. So what we'll do is, if you want a 66SR and a Montana 700i, if you give us a call, we can take that order over the over the telephone. So if you clarify and say, I really want one of these, I know I have to wait. We're finding we actually get them in a week or two before actually Garmin even showing them on their our website. I don't understand why, but we're actually getting them before Garmin are actually publicly selling them themselves. So if you want one, get in touch with ourselves. You have to over the telephone because you can't buy online. And we literally process your payment, get your box ready, get all your paperwork ready. And as soon as the units come in, they literally will go out the same day. Alternatively, if you don't want to prepay for it and you want to still want one, if you drop me an email or speak to me on the telephone, I do have a little bit of a an internal list of people who are wanting it um, which I do tend to work through when we get units in because what will happen is we get a box of no two boxes of 40 GPS units will come in I've got 20 pre-sold and then I've got another 20 so I tend to work through that VIP list or the internal list really and I will literally email people saying I'm going to put these out for public sale in, you know, in 24 hours if you want one give me a shout and a lot of people do ring up very quickly or alternatively if you go onto our website if the product's out of stock you can put your email address in there and then when it goes live again, it automatically emails all those people um, to 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 uh, that it's back in stock. But I just pre-warn people on a lot of those waiting lists, especially the 66 SR. There's a lot of people on those waiting lists. So actually, when they do go live, again as it was last time, within 24 hours they're sold out, and it's quite frightening, really. Um, yeah. I don't know when that constant stock is going to be there, in that we can just keep keep at it. But at the moment, literally, we get 40 in, no gone. Literally 24 48 mm. hours, it's, it's as quick Mad, as that. It? It's absolutely yeah. crazy. Um, yeah. I think it's all down to you, Ian. The influence of the 66 oh, SR, gotta be, hasn't it? Yeah, oh, of course. I'm quite happy to sell mine, John, at a premium. <laughs> that's, that's what's happening. A lot of things at the moment, isn't it? The second hand ones yeah. are actually worth yeah. more than the uh, the yeah. uh, the new yeah. ones because absolutely. there is this shortage. Um, so again, if you do, there's some options. So again, if you are wanting one, there's a, a few options that you can uh, take. To find out more about the range of GPS units, please go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk. Click on GPS store at the top and then handheld GPS units. The next thing on this month's GPS training podcast is Ask Ian. So if people don't know how to get involved in this part of the podcast, you literally just ask Ian, email Ian, ask Ian at gpstraining.co.uk and Ian will get your question and it really has to be GPS related uh, not about anything else um, or root <laughs> planning software and um, and uh, Ian will answer that question so Ian some questions that you've been asked this month um, so you yes go. in fact as I say we didn't have many so come on everyone you know you're not going to you know I've been thinking oh, I've had a few but not many and surely there must be a lot of questions out there um, but anyway, so the first question is uh, for Garmin's, in fact, also does apply to um, sat maps as well. Um, can I record a walk cycle ride without planning a route first? And the answer is yes. You can just take a GPS out, doesn't matter what you've got, and you can just literally record a track, <coughs> um, your activity. Um, and 
basically um are you going to put all of these uh sort of yeah. like how you do it in the exactly right so i'll just copy everything into the podcast notes so again there's yeah. some instructions in the podcast notes taking you through um how yeah. to do it because i know you've you've diligently done done it for most of the gps units yes uh, yes as i say um as i say it, it it's um as i say we've got i've done it for all the garmins and for the sat for the active 20 as well um, but basically, it, it's just a matter. I mean, what I would suggest is that if you're going to do it that way, it's definitely to make sure that the um, GPS doesn't matter which one you got. Um, the trip uh, log or the trip computer, trip log being the sat map, trip computer, Garmin uh, technical terms for their screens, that you actually have cleared everything out because you don't want anything that may still be sitting in there. Um, again, the procedure is in is going to be in the podcast notes. Um, and so I would definitely do that to make sure you haven't recorded your car journey uh, to to where you're going to go for your walk. And we know that's all cleared out because everything will be zero zero. Absolutely. Either in the trip yeah. computer yeah. or in the track, yeah. it will have zero zero yeah. as a recording there. Won't it? So that's what I would do. It's a two second job. Um, and then you've got all. We'll put the procedures in the podcast notes. Um, then really, you just literally start whatever GPS you've got. You literally just start the track recording. And what I say to people on courses, and I'm sure you do as well, John, when they probably walk, say, 100, 200 metres, just just to check that, because it's very easy, and I'm, I'm, I do it all the time, um, for, as in forget to do it all the time, not all, some of the time. Um, it's probably after 100 metres, 200 metres, just check that you've got either like a little breadcrumb trail, coloured line coming out of the back of the blue triangle. If you've got a Garmin unit or on the SatMap GPSs, you've got little red dots uh, coming out the back of uh, the blue circle, which, which you... So, it, and provided you have got those line all the dots then you know that you're recording your track um so you've experienced that from course Ian, because one of our exercises we do on the course we follow a route out and then we do a track back and uh yeah if you uh if you kind of get right you need to do this and this do your track back and people are i'm not going to track in my gps you know? <laughs> they yeah. go okay no problem <laughs> exercise is kind of stumped everybody goes marching off following their tracks back and you've yeah. got one person who, who failed to start it at the uh, at the beginning so yeah, uh, you've learned from many you... years of experience there <laughs> Actually, I've got to the stage with that, John, now, where I actually start people getting used to doing it when we do the little go-find exercise on the Saturday morning. Right. Because it's sort of, A, it's a reminder for me to remind people to stop, to do it. Mm-hmm. And also, it's a, it, hopefully it just introduces, you, you know, because they only go very short distances on this versatile exercise we all do when they've, to go off and find little waypoints they've manually put into the GPS it sort of hopefully gets some of them into the an idea of this is what I've got to do to record a track. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's very easily done. But it's easily done. You, you know, I can be out walking myself and I can just not do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's an easily done thing. Um, but anyway, so yes, you can record your tracks, um, your activity, whatever you're doing without having to plan something because that is the beauty the of The recording having, has stopped. Um, having, oh, so I've, God, that's some really funny... <laughs> a voice in the background, saying, there you are, yes. Your recording has stopped. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, no, you're recording it, John. Um, yeah, so where was I? So, yeah, because you've got an OS map, you can always see where you are, can't you? Yes. So you can... And I know a lot of people go out and they leave 
need groups and they just go out and recce walks and exactly. things like that and they just record a track so brilliant yeah. so that's your we'll put so, instructions yes. in for both garmin and SatMap in the in the notes for the podcast and you can uh, digest those and uh, put them into practice so next one is your ask ian is your SatMap ask ian so um yes. yeah quite a long one here so um it is it is total sense me john was quite long as well. Yeah, you know, <laughs> the additional information. Is, yeah, well, so, <laughs> so I quickly summarise. The question is, you know, the ascent and yes. descent is, um, if somebody's got a sat map yes. and they're getting quite in, inaccurate ascent and descent. So it's quite interesting. Ian put this, uh, email, he emailed me his, his questions earlier in the week and I looked at this and went, ah, we've had exactly the same issue with a, <clears> a, a, a number of customers. Um, so I emailed um, our good friends at SatMap, and uh, I got a mm. quite a nice detailed response um, from did, a guy called yeah. Darren, who's technical support at SatMap. Um, so thank yes. you, Darren, for that. I've actually not even replied to him. Mm. Thank you. I'm going to need to do that today. That's my job. Um, to to try try and understand how this uh, data is put together. Um, in the podcast, we've always said in the past, no SatMap will get quite accurate height data because it pulls off the Ordnance Survey map. And and but we're finding that actually is not always the case, Ian, is it? I looks mm. at it. Yeah, yeah. I think though that say so, so the query was about the so there's a gentleman, uh, Robin, who said basically that um, hasn't used his Active Twenty initially when he bought it, but has now. Um, <clears throat> went to the Lake District, learnt, you know, generally learnt how to use it. Um, but he took it for a five-mile walk. I mean, the, the the query is that he went for a five-mile walk around Hyde Park, Kensington Gardens in London, 80 foot above sea level, and at the end of the, the total ascent was showing 2,500 feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so quite understandably and quite rightly, he's saying, why is that? Um, and, I mean, certainly, Robin, to, to begin with, what I would say is, is that... <clears throat> Just go in, just check that you're, I mean, my crew back to you would be, had you re-zero, you know, had you, as we were saying about the track, recording our tracks in the first question we've done, um, had you cleared out the trip log um, computer? That that would be my my question. Um, and again, in the uh, podcast notes, there will be the um, procedure how to do it. Um, I think with that that amount of discrepancy, and I think uh, you you did say how to do a master reset on that GPS. And I think I think there's fundamentally something wrong it with it, isn't it? Could there, be something like that as well. Yeah, as I say, try a master reset. Yeah. Um, because again, the discrepancy we've been having, you know, somebody walking around the lakes and, and the uh, the elevation of the mountains is not actually correct. But, you know, walking around Hyde Park, we shouldn't be walking two and a half thousand well, feet. No. Should be, I would have <laughs> well, no, no. As I say, there, there's... It's either because he hasn't zeroed something from having been in the Lake District, or um, it needs a master reset to see if that sorts itself out. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, as I say, so they're the um, they're the two sort of like obvious things. And then the other thing, which we have always said, is if it, if that doesn't work, I would personally contact SatMap because SatMap are you know their their support is. I think quite exceptional, really, for SatMap Active Twenty owners uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, who who have their GPSs and see you know if they can help them out. And it's not passing the buck. It, the fact is though that they may have another you know or they'll if they need the GPS back. They, the thing with SatMap is is that when you send things 
customers are tending to them. Generally, their turnaround time for curing GPS, it, the problem or replacing them or mending them is really quick, isn't mm-hmm. it? it it's, um, they are very, very good on very, that. Very, very yeah. good. Yeah. So people yeah. are interested. I'll put the technical side in there as well in the in the notes because they, they say they get their data from um, NASA, some data that is also used by Open Street Mapping as well. They gave me some various links to that. Um, and, and, and it's... A, if people are interested in the technical side of how SatMap create their elevation data, I'll put that in there. And again, thank you so much um, to SatMap for coming back with that answer. Mm, yeah. So if you want to ask Ian a question in a future podcast, please just email askian at gpstraining.co.uk. And finally, many thanks for listening to this month's GPS Training Podcast. If there's any subject you would like to ask in the future, please just email ourselves here at GPS Training. Give us a call, especially if you're thinking about buying a new GPS unit. And please do take a look at both our physical GPS training courses and also our webinars. Just go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk and click on GPS Training Courses on the top menu bar. If you can, please do tell a friend about the GPS Training Podcast. And if you want to, well, I very much hope you want to, give us a five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening to. And if you can write us a snazzy review, that would also be very much appreciated. So many thanks, Ian, for joining me on this month's GPS Training Podcast. And another early start as we're just about to go into the working day. Um, You are, yes. I'm not. Yeah, and, and enjoy the courses. If people, again, we've got a busy month yeah. ahead of courses. We're going to see a lot yeah. of you guys on courses, so it's really good to see faces. It is. Get out with people yeah. who are enthused, who want to get to grips with their GPS units. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. And, and uh, as we mentioned on the last podcast, Andy's back with us at GPS Training. So Andy will be with Ian in Northamptonshire. Uh, and he's with me in Northumberland on various courses, bits and bobs so you'll see another face um, on there, so uh, yeah, thank you very much so cheers Ian, thank you for joining me on this month's GPS Training Podcast Thanks for listening to the GPS Training Podcast the monthly podcast keeping you up to date with everything in the world of outdoor GPS navigation